Hello, 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 and welcome back to the McKenzie series. Um, when we last left off, things were definitely starting to get a little bit juicy with our girl McKenzie. Um, we're learning more about these journal entries. Um, Milton still has not come home. He's still not really addressing the real issue. Um, kind of wondering if it's really the journal entries that set him off is he getting cold feet with the wedding you know what is it because it's like he just went from zero to 100 real quick and his only excuse is these journal entries um you know and not in Mackenzie's defense but Mackenzie is saying that you know she doesn't feel that his reasoning for up and leaving is valid because those were things from her past that's not the person that she is today um and then she you know says she has the you know don't ask don't tell policy and because he didn't act she didn't feel the need to share some of these things but what do you think do you think you know these are things that she should have shared with him um you know I know sometimes it's almost impossible to go through your whole sexual repertoire or history um, with your mate. But, you know, should she have told him that, you know, some things from her past um, may have been a little risque, um, you know, or is she valid in thinking that it was not important? Is Milton's actions justified in spazzing out and just up and leaving? Or could he just be overly stressed with, you know, they keep saying that his mother is ill. So could he just be stressed with his mom being ill, business, taking on new ventures and, um, you know, doesn't know how to handle all of that. So his way of handling that is to run. Is this a good sign for Mackenzie to kind of see these things now um, about the man that she's about to marry? You know, so we're definitely at a good point in the book. Um, and I'm sure as we continue on, we're going to learn more about Mackenzie. And hopefully, um, Milton comes home or we, you know, really have him and Mackenzie to have that real heart-to-heart conversation of what's going on. Because right now, I personally feel like they're both being stubborn and kind of avoiding the conversation. So, Looking forward to jumping back in with you guys today. So as we begin, as always, get comfortable, relax, and let the journey begin. Some things remain the same. After work, I decided that I would finish up my office. I was still on the high from such a good day at work. Milton had done most of the hard stuff. The only thing remaining was getting rid of some of the boxes that were left down there. I pulled my hair back, changed into some sweats, turned on some Mary J, and headed down to the basement. Milton had papers everywhere. He must have gone on a rampage reading through this nonsense. I was starting to think that it was a good thing that I had taken my time getting home that day. Things may have been... Even worse had I gotten there sooner. My delay had given him some time to simmer down. I picked the papers up and sat in the middle of the floor as I tried to read some more and make sense out of what I had written that had triggered his anger. December 16th, 1996. It had been a while since I had seen James. We had hooked up back in high school and things were crazy between us back then. 
We had some rough spots, but seeing him now, I figured we were a lot older and a lot more experienced. No longer could James, no longer could we, excuse me, use the excuse of being young and dumb. James and I hooked up tonight for old time's sake. He was only in town for the weekend and my hormones were jumping, as they always are. A bitch was backed up and in stress overload with work and school. At the time, it just seemed like the right thing to do. Can I meet you somewhere later tonight, James asked as I was about to leave the gas station. I had to admit, I was happy to see him. He and I tried the relationship thing way back when and it didn't work out, but we still maintained our friendship. Though though distant, we still call one another at least twice a year to chew the fat. Sure, why not? You can come over to my place if you like. I gave him the address and told him to meet me there around nine. Do I need to bring anything? Plenty of plastic, I said in a playful tone. Cool, see you later. James knew exactly what I meant by plastic, or more so, should have been rubber. That was a code word we had used back in the day. I went home and cleaned my apartment. It was odd that just a few days before I ran into James, my mom had come across my old cheering uniform. As sad as it was to say, I could still fit into the damn thing. I just shook my head as I looked in the mirror. Even after all these years, not that much about my figure had changed, other than I had added a few curves in all the right places. Looking at myself in the mirror, those newfound curves were prominent, but looking ever so good. Hell, it looked better on me now than it did back in the day. I was sure I was sure James would appreciate this more than any piece of lingerie I could ever put on. After all, he had always said I was his personal cheerleader. As I was getting dressed, I was thinking about the time that we got busy on the back of the school bus after a basketball game. James and I always took the back seat. This particular day, we had played out in Hanover and had a long ride back to the city. Everyone was tired and quiet. Our team had lost and the ride back to school was miserable. I could tell James was upset. It was his shot that had cost us the game. As the bus got moving on the dark road, I reached over and gave him a kiss. That kiss turned into several kisses. As we continued to kiss, I placed my hand inside his hands and began to massage his dick. It did not take long before it became a wreck. James was a ball of hormones back then. It never took long to get him at attention. A few seconds later, he straddled me across the slab and his dick, with his dick piercing through the top of his sweatpants. As I squatted across him, I reached in my chair bag for a condom to place on him. Once I got the condom on, on I slowly slid down. James did not have the biggest dick, but I liked pleasing him. He spoiled me, so it was the least I could do in return. I never got off when we were intimate, but I faked it for the sake of his pride. It was funny trying to ride him without making it noticeable to the other people on the bus. For a moment, I thought we would get caught by one of the coaches sitting up front. But he came so fast, it was over before we knew it. My stroll down memory lane was interrupted by the doorbell. Time had flown more quickly than I had expected. I guess he wanted to see if it was, if it was as good as it was back in the day. James and I knew that we were going to do the nasty, so there was no need to cook or try to do anything romantic. He knew what I wanted, and I knew what I wanted, so there was no need to prolong it. 
You must have been waiting for daddy to come. Let me find out you miss me. I almost forgot how arrogant his little dick ass could be at times. Why do I always end up with arrogant men? Do please. Don't get it twisted, I responded. As we walked into the living room, he patted me on the ass. Dang, boo, you can still fit that? I remember the good old days. You would be over there on the sidelines cheering for me as I was doing my thing on the court. You look just as good now as you did back in the day. I'm glad you like it. I knew you would appreciate it, I smiled. We sat on the sofa for a while talking about the past. As we were as we were talking, I found myself hoping and praying that his dick game was not the way it was in the past. Boy, would I be disappointed if it were. Back then, I would just go through the motions and fake it. But now, I could see me flipping out. Especially after being backed up, this was not the time for bad dick. I was starting to second guess this plan. After about 30 minutes chatting about high school, we finally made our way to the bedroom. We had spent enough time catching up on old times. I had to admit, I was a little nervous, so the talk helped calm my nerves a little. When we got to the bedroom, I stood in front of the mirror and undressed as he sat there in amazement. I had to toot my own horn because my body had definitely filled out since back in the day. I could see through the mirror that he was in pure awe at the new curves. As I was pinning up my weave, he came behind me and cut my breast and started to plant warm kisses on my shoulders. I have to admit that his full wet, wet lips felt good against my skin. He had always been a good, a good kisser. He turned me around and gently placed my nipple in his mouth as he caressed the other one between his thumb and forefinger. I could feel his manhood rising through his pants and my heart began to race. I was starting to get anxious. I could not quite tell if it had grown any or not through his pants. He moved to my other breast and gave it the same attention as he had just given the other one. As he was tending to this, I unfastened his belt buckle and moved to unsnapping his pants. They instantly fell to his ankles. I moved to the bed because at that point, I was still curious and anxious to see what he was working with. He removed the remainder of his clothes and joined me in the bed. As we as he went to place a condom on, I closed my eyes because I did not want I did not want to see the package. I just wanted to feel it once it, once he entered me. I wanted to be surprised. So here I was, settled in the bed, waiting for him to enter me. I felt him pumping and heard him breathing hard. My eyes were still closed. I was pre- preparing myself for either the worst or the best. I felt sweat dripping on me, and I was like, what the fuck is he sweating from? I never recall grinding producing so much sweat. I opened my eyes as I put my hand between my legs to fill his dick. It was at that moment that I realized that he was actually inside of me. I was in shock. What the holy fuck? This could not be. I did not feel shit. Not a damn thing. Again, this was worse than what it was like years ago. He was an adult. I expected better. I had bumped pussies with a female that had felt better than this moment. Damn, baby. You like the way I'm giving you this dick, huh? Whose pussy is this? Oh, baby. You like the way I'm feeding you this dick he was panting?
Okay, Mackenzie, be nice. Be mindful of what you say. I remember repeating that to myself over and over again. Oh, hell to the no. Get the fuck up now, I yelled. What do you mean, baby? Give me five more minutes. Let me bust this nut. I pushed his ass off me so fast, I can still see that crazy look he had on his face when I did that. I got out of the bed and went to the dresser to get my faithful friend. As I headed back to the bed with my vibrator in my hand, he gave me a look and muttered, What is that for? To finish the job, your ass didn't even start, I responded sharply. I got in the bed, inserted my friend, and turned the vibrator control up as high as it could possibly go. I needed to bust a nut, and this apparently was the only way it was going to happen. After about 10 minutes of self-pleasure, I finally got that nut out. What the fuck are you looking at? I asked as I got up to clean my mess. I cannot fucking believe you. How the hell you get a toy and fuck yourself when you got the real thing right here? You have got to be fucking kidding me. I would have been here until next year waiting to come if I relied on the real thing. We just need to face it. We are not sexually compatible. We never have been and we never will be. You just do not do it for me. I have had bitches fuck me better than you were attempting to. Mackenzie, you are just fucking rude. You are an evil woman. You used to be so sweet, he said. Do please. You, an evil man, for giving the illusion that you got some bum-ass dick. This conversation and everything is over. You gotta roll up out of here. So just like that, you putting me out, he asked. James, I am not about to argue with you at all. However, I am not about to lay up in here all night with your ass. I guess that is what my ads get for being so hot. I had to chuckle at the thought of James. In all my years, he still remains the worst pick a piece of dick I ever had. A night out with the girls. The next few days at work were great. I really did have a great group of students this semester. They were eager to learn and their engagement in the, re- the lectures really kept me focused. Despite the smooth work week, I was still eager for the weekend to arrive. Milton had been gone for a week, and I had a feeling that he would be home when I got there. I thought that there was no way he could stay away longer than a week. Hell, I never thought he would stay away this long. Throughout the week, Jan Kelly had been trying to convince me that I needed to get out of the house, put the journals away, and clear my head. I was reluctant at first, but finally I decided to follow their advice. I called Jay as I was about to leave work to let her know that I was all in for a night out with the girls. I must admit, I did need a night out to keep me from assessing about milk, work, or the wedding. Jay and Kelly decided that we would grab a quick bite to eat before we headed to the club. Jay was coming to pick me up at 7, so I had plenty of time to get ready. On the way home from work, she called to make sure that I had not changed my mind and to clarify she had heard me correctly earlier about being all in for the night. She knew that if she gave me too much time to analyze all that I had going on, I would get depressed and back out of going. She even volunteered to come pick me up. This was indeed a first. I guess the girls wanted to make sure I had no excuse not to come out with them. Jay, I am definitely going. 
I promise you on everything I love dearly. I assured her as best I could. Well, I just need to make sure, Miss Thang, this week you have been strolling down memory lane so much that I was not sure if you wanted to go out with us. Then again, maybe reading that shit is going to bring back the old Mackenzie Johnson. Jay, the old Mackenzie Johnson. Jay had a slight chuckle in in her voice as she made this comment. You have jokes, huh? Yes, indeed. Looking back at some of the entries in the journal have been funny. I was a wild girl. I don't even I didn't even know that I could go back to being that way. I'm sorry. I don't even know that I could go back to being that way. Not even if I tried. Anyway, I'll see you later. Once I got home, I headed straight to the closet to find something to wear. Normally, Friday nights at the club are full of older men, so I did not feel the need to put much effort into my outfit. I still wanted to make sure I looked cute. However, I decided that I would wear a pair of chocolate brown wide leg pants and a tan and brown cow neck shirt that's tied at the waist with a brown pair of pumps. I had just gotten this outfit out the cleaner, so it did not need to be pressed. This was a good thing because I knew Jay would be on time. I I jumped in the shower to freshen up. As I was getting out the shower, I could hear the phone ringing, but I let it go to voicemail. When I got to my room to get dressed, I picked up the phone to see if the caller had left a message. You have two new messages, said the automated recording on the phone. Who in the hell had called me? I had not bothered to check the caller ID to see what calls I had missed while I was at work or while I was in the shower. I went straight to check in the voicemail. Friday, April 14th, 2009, 5.30 p.m. Hey, girl, this is Jay. I see you not picking up the phone. I hope you have not come home and forgotten all about girls' night out. I just spoke with you an hour ago. I will try, I will try to call you back around 7.30. Don't make me come over there and drag your ass out the bed. Hearing this message, I assumed Jay was calling to let me know that she was going to be a few minutes late as her original pickup time was 7. The next message, Friday, April 14th, 2009, 2.45 p.m. Hey, Kenzie, this is Milt. I was calling to let you know that I was going to be in town this weekend and I was going to stop by the house and get some more things. I should be there around 7. I know you are at work, but I did not want to bother you there. Hopefully you get this enforcement before I get there so that my visit is no surprise. I was happy and pissed off at the same time when I heard the message from Milton. It never bothered him before to call me at work. He really is playing some childish games. It was a good thing I had already taken my shower and placed my clothes out because Jay would be there shortly. I turned on the radio and started to get dressed. All of a sudden, I was happy about going out. I guess listening to music got me in the mood to go out and have a good time. I was hoping Milt would come while I was getting dressed to go out. I did not want him to know I was sitting around moping, wondering when he would be coming home. As I finished putting on my clothes, I heard the doorbell ring. I got butterflies in my stomach because I thought it might be Milton. It was around the time he said he would be coming by in his message. What would he say if it was him and he sees that I'm dressed to go out? Why the hell was I getting nervous over my man? Why did it matter if I was going out? And if it was him, why the hell is he ringing the doorbell? 
I took a deep breath and headed down the stairs to open the door. I glanced in the mirror one last time on my way down. I had to give it to myself. A bitch was looking good as hell and I was not even trying. When I looked out the peephole, all of the thoughts that were running through my head were coming true. It was Milton at the damn door. Damn, why couldn't he come after I had left? As much as I wanted to see him, I was not ready to deal with this now. I had gotten my mind set to hang out with the girls and blocked out actually seeing him or having to be faced with our lingering situation. He looked better than he did the first night we met. I wasn't sure if it was because he had taken the time to look extra hot or maybe I was horny as hell. What's up? I'm not going to be long. Just need to get a few things, he said very casually as he entered. Cool. I went back upstairs to the bedroom and sat on the bed to put on my shoes and switch up my purse. Still kind of surprised why he rang the doorbell instead of, doorbell instead of using his key. Milk came in the room and he did not say much at all. He went to the closet and started getting some things out. All the while, I continued to sit on the bed and pretend like I was occupied with switching out my purse. As I was sitting there, his cell phone rang. I know he does not have another bitch calling him already, I thought. I could feel me getting frustrated, but again, I took a deep breath to maintain my cool. Yo, what's good, he said to the caller. I'm good. Can I complain at all? I just stopped through McKenzie's spot for a minute to pick up some more of my things. McKenzie's place? Did he just say that? You have got to be kidding me. I spoke with his ass earlier and he mentioned you all were going out later. Well, I'm going to be in town for the weekend. I may have I may have to hang out tonight. I'll hit you when I leave here and get situated. I'm trying to decide if I'm going to get a room or crash at Chris's spot, he said as he continued his conversation. I cannot hold it any longer. Why are you going to waste money getting a room? Why can't you stay here? Kenzie, this does not feel like home right now. There is so much about you that I don't know. If I was to stay here, it would be like staying with a stranger. I mean, we we were supposed to get married, establish a life together, and I'm just now finding out all of this about you. It's not fair. I just feel like you should have been upfront with me about various things in your past so that I could at least know. You clearly did not respect or think about how I would feel. Milton, you have got to be fucking kidding me. My past? Clearly that. The past. I can't say that enough. I felt like a broken record constantly repeating that to you. Those were moments before you. Before I even knew that you existed. How can you hold that against me? It would be different if those, if these were things that I, I was doing or had done since you came into my life. I cannot believe you are so fucking shallow and thoughtless. But again, this all about you and how you feel. Fuck how I feel. I was angry. Look, I did not come here for this. I just came to get some clothes. I'm going to hang out with my boys later tonight and do not want to be consumed with this nonsense. I cannot be too bothered with this right now. Well, when are we going to deal with it? 
obviously it needs to be dealt with until we sit down and talk talk it out there's never going to be a there's never going to be complete closure i cannot keep going on hoping and wishing that you are coming back especially if you have already decided in your mind that you are not please let me know something i demanded i'll come by sunday before i head back to north carolina we'll talk then as soon as he said that the doorbell rang this time it was jay as soon as I opened the door, door, she looked at me questioningly and then back towards Milton's car in the driveway. Don't ask me any questions. Let's go, I said before she can even open her mouth to ask. Double shot, please. We cannot get into the club fast enough. I thought I would be happy to see Milton when he came by, but the way he was handling the situation was really getting old. You would think he had caught me in bed with another man the way he was overreacting. I needed this night. I needed to get a drink and just get my two-step on and forget all about my situation at home. Kelly had gotten to the club before us and had already secured a nice spot right near the dance floor. We had a good view of who was coming in and out of the club and who was on the dance floor doing their thing. Hey, sexy mama, Kelly said as I approached the table. Hey, girl, I responded, sort of blah. I am shocked you did not try to back out on us. I really thought you would. You know how you do, she continued. Girl, please, I need this night. I am going to enjoy myself and make the most of it. Let me find out, Kelly said nonchalantly. We all sort of chuckled at Kelly's last comment. The girls really did think I would stay in my funk and mope around the house. Continuing to wonder about what had really triggered Milt to flip out. Staying in the house waiting by the phone and revisiting old memories was not enjoyable. It was making me depressed and horny and that was definitely not a good combination. The waiter came over to take our drink orders after Dylan to take our drink orders. After dealing with this shit with Milt and his response when he stopped by the house, I needed something strong. I needed something that was going to get me loose. A double shot of Patron and a Corona, I said. Jay nearly flipped out of her chair. Not a double shot? What's up with that? What happened before I arrived that got you ordering a double shot, she asked. What you mean? Kelly interjected. Is there something I need to know? Kelly was so nosy. She just jumped right into the conversation not knowing what Jay was talking about. What the hell you mean by that? She asked again. Now y'all bitches keeping secrets? It was obvious she was getting annoyed. Damn, Kelly. Nobody's keeping secrets, I said. When Jay came to pick me up, Milton was there. She came at an awkward times. Things were sort of tense. He came by to pick up his things. I questioned when he would be coming back to the house to talk about the situation, but he did not have an answer. I had never been so frustrated in my entire life. I was quickly agitated by this nonsense. So he drove all the way up here to get some things and then heading right back to North Carolina? That's BS right there, to say the very least. Kelly chimed. Girl, don't get me started. He mentioned to his boy on the phone that he might get a hotel and will be here through the weekend. He said, we are supposed to talk on Sunday. That's fucking crazy. 
I don't fault you on ordering the double shot, Jay said, jumping into the conversation. The ladies and I enjoyed our drinks and laughed at a few of the sights coming into the club. Some people just should not wear certain things. Just because they make clothes in that size does not mean you should buy it. Then to look at some, some of the men was a sight all in itself. You could tell they did not have a woman at home dressing them. There was this one guy in there with every shade of blue that existed. We all just looked at him and laughed. The club started to get packed really fast. I was glad we got there when we did. Had we waited any longer, we would have still been standing in line waiting to get in and and would have missed out on such good seats. I was on my third double shot of Patron and was starting to feel a buzz. I needed to sweat this shit out before I ended up with a hangover in the morning. The DJ went into his reggae set and the girls already knew what time it was. I went straight to the middle of the dance floor. This bitch is really feeling herself tonight, Kelly said to Jay. We had only been in the club for a few hours, but at that point, I was already in rare form. Usually, me going on on the dance floor by myself never happened. I would usually only dance if the girls were out there with me. Tonight, though, I meant I was going to let my hair down and forget about everything that was going on at home. I looked up and I saw Jay with the camera. I could only begin to imagine what she was doing, what she was going to do with those pictures. We will deal with that later. I was really doing my thing. A sister was really digging that new Sean Paul single that the DJ was banging. As I was getting my groove on, I could feel someone watching me. I glanced to the corner of the club and who should I see but Milton. He and his boys must have sneaked in without me knowing. He was in a daze, just like he was the first night we met. At any rate, I did not let that stop my groove. I really started whining my body when I saw I had his full attention. I needed him to see that I was still going to enjoy myself, even if he was being an asshole. All eyes were on me. I was gleaming on the inside. I still had it. I made contact with the girls and pointed over to where Milton and his crew were standing. Jay and Kelly were tripping hard hard when they saw them there. He thinks he is so slick. He knew the girls and I would be here, so why would he even come to that same spot? He wanted to see something, so I was definitely going to give him something to look at. He knows these moves are what reeled his ass in the first place. Once the reggae set was over, I made it my business to walk past Milt and his boys as I was headed back to the table with my girls. I could have easily gone another way, but I wanted to be seen. Excuse me, I said as I walked through the group of him and the guys. I knew they had seen me. I really did not have to say anything. However, I wanted to make my presence to him and his crew known. That should really give them something to talk about. Yo, Milk, isn't that the wifey? I heard Chris ask as I made it through the pack. He knew it was me. Chris loved drama. I turned back with a wink and a smile just to give him confirmation that yes, it was me, the wifey. You showed your ass, Jay said, full of excitement. I wish you could have seen how he was looking. It was like the first time he saw you. He was in that trance, she added. 
Your ass is crazy, I replied, almost out of breath. I really had overdone it and needed to take a seat to catch my breath. Oh, she knew what she was doing, Callie added in. You know that reggae shit is her thing. And then you add the fact that all eyes were on her. We already knew you were going to show off. Hell, when he flipped out last weekend, you could have, you should have just started dancing in front of his ass. We all fell out laughing. The girls were really helping me enjoy the night. I could not ask for a better group of friends. Even though Milton was in the club, I could not give him the pleasure of ruining my night. If anything, it was fuel to keep enjoying drinking and dancing with my girls. I glanced over to where Milton and his boys were standing and we made eye contact briefly. I quickly glanced away. I was not going to give him the satisfaction of knowing that I was watching him with my good eye. I need to make it to the ladies room, said Kelly. She was always running to the bathroom. She was worse than a two-year-old on a car ride. I will go with you to make sure you don't get lost, Jay replied. Are you going to be okay over here by yourself, Mackenzie, they asked. I'm a grown-ass woman. Go ahead. I'm cool. I gave confirmation to them. As I was sitting there, the DJ started on his slow set. It was a good time to slow things down. Gives everyone time to refresh their drinks or take a breather from the nonstop dancing. There were a few couples on the floor getting their slow dance on. I was just sitting there taking in the scene. It was awkward sitting there and trying to avoid glancing at Milton. In my head, I was still tripping. Why would he even come here when he knew I would be here? This is the only spot that the girls and I hang out at on a Friday night. Maybe he was hoping to catch me doing something I shouldn't be doing. At one point, I looked over at Milton and the guys, looked over to where Milton and the guys were, and I saw some female all in his face. And when I say all in his face, I mean this chick was all in his face. For a brief second, I was heated. I could not believe he would be entertaining someone in direct view of where I was sitting. I repositioned myself in the seat to make sure that in case he did not see me, he could could get a clear view that I was still there. And oh yes, and at this point, I wanted him to know that I was watching. It was a matter of seconds before we made direct eye contact and he quickly repositioned himself so that the chick was not as close to him. Kelly and Jay must have also seen this as they were coming back from the bathroom. They managed to walk between Milton and this female as they were heading back to the table. Hey, Milton, when did you make it here? You know Mackenzie in here. We are sitting right over there. Be sure to stop by. I'm sure she would love to see you, Jay said with much attitude. I saw the girls point my way but could not hear what they said. All I know is that as they continued to walk to the table, the female who was in Milton's face glanced over to where I was and then walked away from Milton, sort of pissed off. It showed all over her face and in her body movement as she stormed to the other side of the club. Damn tramps, Jay said as soon as she reached the table. Who was that bitch all up in Milton's face? He quick to jump on you for some shit you wrote in a book, but he got bitches in his face right in front of you, she continued. Girl, it is not that serious. This is my night. I'm not going to let him mess it up. We got another hour in the club. Let's enjoy it and not have it ruined by some chick looking for someone to jump her off of the night. 
Damn, I cannot believe I just said that. Boy, I am a little pissed, but I refuse to let it get the best of me. Relax, relate, release. Relax, relate, release. Girls, let's dance. I am like you. I need to sweat this liquor out after all. I am driving, said Jay. We all made a beeline straight to the dance floor so she could sweat her liquor out. She was indeed driving me home, so I needed her to get it together quickly. Despite the nonsense that I was dealing with at home, I still wanted to get there in one piece. As we were walking to the dance floor, Kelly made a pit stop to talk to some guy who had been checking her out. Jay and I looked back and smirked. We knew it would not be long before Kelly grabbed up a man in in the club. We were glad she did. If not, she would have been complaining the entire next day about how the club was full of queer men. See, with excuse me, see with her, if she does not get at least one number or free drink, the men are queer and we never hear the end of it. Jay and I found us a nice spot on the floor to get our two step on. By the time the third song had came on, Chris and Milton were making their way over to us. My heart instantly began to race. I did not know why his ass still was having this effect on me. Maybe it was because there was still unfinished business between us. I was not sure how much he had told Chris about our recent situation, so I wanted to play it cool without really making a scene. My mom always said to never air your dirty laundry out in public. Boy, was I needing to channel her tonight because I could feel myself ready to pop off. Oh my God. Oh my God. Please let them walk past us. I do not want to deal with this right now. Hey mama, you looking real sexy tonight. I saw you earlier tonight messing with these men in here. I just grinned at Milton's comment. Are you fucking serious? He has got to be putting on a front for his boys or his ass trying to cover up for the fact that that chick was all up in his face earlier. He's too funny. I did not even respond. I just kept dancing. To my surprise, he joined me in my two-step. We danced a few songs before Kelly came over to join us. So what the hell is this? Have we made up and rekindled the romance? She asked while giving Milton the eye. There clearly was no sugarcoating anything with Kelly. She was direct and to the point. Not now, Kelly. Not now, is all I could say. I just wanted to enjoy the moment and not make it obvious that there was tension between us. As Milton and I were dancing, I saw the chick from earlier glance over at us. I just smiled and went from my two-step to a more seductive grind against my man. Hell, at the end of the day, I was about to be his wife. And as far as I know, she was just some random thirsty chick. I could tell that Trent was mad because she gave Milton the eye and walked off. I made a mental note to ask him about this hooker when the opportunity presented itself. It was not not long before the lights came on in the club. We all knew what that meant. You don't have to go home, but you got to get the hell up out of here. Jay started to fumble in her purse for her keys. Milton and Chris had already walked off to catch up with the rest of their group. Jay and I waited around while Kelly exchanged numbers with the guy from earlier. Man, this was fun, Kenzie. 
Are you going to have to come out? You're going to have to come out with us more often. You used to have so much fun hanging out with us until you got all bond up, said a drunk Kelly. We could always tell when Kelly was drunk. She just started to talk and talk and talk and talk and talk. She did not care what she said or who she said it to. Well, she is like that when she is sober, but it was on a completely different level when she had been drinking. I thought with a smile. Girl, Jay will have to drop you off. You are in no condition to drive. My protective side was starting to kick in. I did not have any kids, but I was always motherly over the girls when we went out. Mama, I am good. You already know how I get down. My spot is five minutes from here. I got this, Kelly responded. Are you sure? You know them popos are out. Jay interrupted. Kenzie, if you are good enough to drive her car, I can follow you all there. Yeah, I think that would be a good idea. Granted, I had been drinking also, but I knew when to cut myself off from the alcohol and start pumping that water in my system just in case this happened. Kelly was pissed, but she would appreciate us both in the morning. As we are walking out the parking lot, I saw Milton and his boys waiting out front. Chris was flirting with some girl. I also noticed that the same chick from inside the club was once again all in Milton's face. I was able to get a better look at her this time. She was already looking if I had to say. She was a honey brown complexion. Her hair was cut in a short bob with auburn color streaks. She was about the same height as me, but a little bigger in size. If I had to guess, I would say she was about a size 10. From first glance, she did not look at all Milton's type. Okay, this has got to be some sort of prank. Is his ass testing me? He really wants me to snap. He must have read the expression on my face. He must have thought that I was about to pop off because just as I was about to open my mouth, he called me over. Babe, come here for a minute. The look on her face was priceless. I had to admit, it made me feel a little better to see he was acknowledging me despite having some chick all in his face. Jay and Kelly were observing from the sidelines. I had to go into diva mode for a moment. I walked over there with so much attitude and claimed my spot by my man. What's up, baby? I asked as I got once I got over there. Just making sure you and the girls are good. Kale looks like she is out of it. Did Jay, did Jay drive all of you? He inquired. No. Kale met us, Kale met us up here. I'm going to drop her off and then Jay's going to take me home. The tramp was all in my throat. She was looking at me as if Milton was her man and I had interrupted them or something. Babe, you are so rude. Who is your friend? I asked as I turned to look directly at the female standing there. Yes, I said it. Who is this tramp? Hell, men can be as slick as women sometimes. All of this could have been staged to throw me off. I wanted her to hear his response just in case she really was something to him. To be honest, babe, I don't know her. She came to me in the club trying to holler. I told her I was spoken for. Just as he said that, he planted a kiss on my lips. Hell, he ha- we had not kissed since the argument. 
Hell, we had not talked this much since the argument. Just hours ago, he barely had five words to say to me. Now he is kissing me in public. Men are too funny. As good as it felt, I still was not buying it. As much as this bitch has been following you around tonight, you can't sit here and say she's just some random person trying to holler. She has got to be very pressed to continue to follow you around and you supposedly told her you had someone. Milton, all I'm going to say is I am not dumb and that shit just does not add up. Babe, how are you going to trip like that? You already know what time it is. No, you know what time it is. I'll holler at you later. Enjoy your fan and ponder on that bogus ass lie you just told. I said before walking away. Kelly and Jay were tripping. They had overheard the conversation from where they were standing. We did not say anything. The unspoken silence said it all. As agreed upon, I dropped Kelly off and Jay followed. As soon as we got out of the parking lot, she was asleep. I looked over and chuckled to think she thought she was going to be able to drive herself home. As soon as we pulled up to her crib, I helped her to the door. Jay and I made sure she was good and locked everything up before we left. Jay and I drove to my spot in silence. In my head, I was still playing that hope, playing back that whole scenario outside the club. I could not wait until I had a chance to talk to his ass about that one. What? Was this the same person that was tripping on me about some shit written in some books from over 10 years ago? I thought before I drifted to sleep, he definitely had a lot of explaining to do about this chick all up in his face at the club. Things are definitely starting to heat up. So Milton has popped in for a quick visit. They all are at the same club. There's some random chick all up in his face. Some bogus excuse of he doesn't know her. Oh my God, I don't know about you, but I can't wait until the next episode so that we can find out who this chick is. Um, Does Milton and Mackenzie have their talk? Like what's next? So I hope you have enjoyed and until the next time, be you, be fabulous and be ever so amazing.